At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I want to talk to you tonight, just something God spoke to me about actually just today. Some of the things I was going to talk about tonight, but um, just felt like God told me to talk about this subject tonight. And um, my best title is, at the moment, God's glory, God's manifestation, God's presence. Um, If you've been following some of the things that have happened around the country, first that I knew of anything several weeks back was in, in Asbury, Kentucky, and um, at, at I, no, I don't think it's Asbury, Kentucky, it's Asbury College, and, and in another little town uh, about 30 miles from, Lex, from Lexington. And um, as of today, um, what had happened there for the last, I want to say now, it was over two weeks, his, his stop, there were, they, they figured up to upwards of 15 to 20,000 people a day that showed up for that from everywhere. But they, they felt like God told them to, to put a stop to the outside influence coming in. They're going to still do things within their college, within the college. But they just said, that's enough. I mean, you know. Got to, you got to trust what happened. You got to trust in the leadership of that college and what they're doing and following and flowing with that. But it's happening all over this nation in colleges. Some things happened in the last few days at Texas A&M. Yeah, for about three hours one night, and I think the next day maybe seven hours straight at Texas A&M. It's not a not. That's not a Christian college, amen, but they had some Christian things going on, <laughs> amen, but it's happened upwards, I, I, last count I heard is over 20, I, I, I want to say twenty, maybe 22 is the last thing I heard, 20, 22 colleges around the country at the moment, were just some manifestation, and that's what I, I just want to talk about tonight the glory of God and and the manifestation because this is not stopping. Did you hear what I said? This is not stopping. But you know what I I really appreciate, um, I think I told you I have have an uncle that's a retired Episcopalian bishop. He was the bishop of Texas for a number of years and he was in Lexington for about 15, 16 years. He was the bishop there and uh, he he, he preached in their chapel services at Asbury, which is only 30 miles away from where he lived. They asked him to do it a number of different times. And just the thing that he said to me was that these people, the college had just a, had a foundation of humility that was taught there. You know, sometimes people can teach humility, can kind of go too far with that to the point that people are so conscious of their mistakes and things in their life 
calling it humility, it isn't. But from what my uncle said, these were really genuine and sincere people. And for something like that to manifest and start there at that college uh, says something about them. And I, I, um, uh, somebody from Fox News, Tucker Carlson, tried to go and, and videotape there and interview the people at the college. You know, he tried to. And they said, no, we don't want that because we don't want it promoted like that. And so if you, any, any of you that watched it on, on, uh, on what, YouTube or wherever you watched it, it was just people's phones, you know? All the video of, of that whole thing was just from, from phones, which, you know, a lot of good cameras in the phones, but, but there was no professional cameras that interviewed or, or videotaped anything there. And, uh, and they did that on purpose. And I, really, I, I don't know, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate it because they wanted it to be authentic and they wanted it to be real and continue to be real. And for them to say, okay, you know, they, I mean, they were gracious about it. I saw the little quote about it, you know, from the, from the president of the college. And, you know, he's very gracious about it, but he just said he felt like God's saying that, you know, this is going to continue here because this isn't something man can stop, you know, and I really liked that statement. Um, and so any, anything, any manifestation of the things of God has to be birthed from within. It has to be something from within. And as I've been praying about this, because, I mean, this has been something on my heart for a long, long time, is just greater manifestation of God's presence. And the reason people need revivals, and don't get mad at me when I say this, but I'm just telling you, the reason people need to be revived in masses, two reasons. They don't know God and how to hear His voice, and if they do know how to hear His voice and they don't do anything about it, the Bible calls it sin. When you know to do and you don't do it, it's sin. So as, as a nation and, and even the planet, and I'm not looking at them saying, I do it all right and everybody else does it wrong. I'm just saying people need to be revived so that they can come back to a place of obeying God or come to that place for the first time. So this is just an all-out win-win good thing for the country, for our nation, and for our planet. Because there are some wicked plots against this country and against this planet right now. And I'm telling you, God's presence is making a difference. So just follow with me through the Scripture, okay? Let's just go through some Scripture. Because we must have the presence of God. It's a must. There's no option for the presence of God. John 14, 21, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. I'm just going to read a lot, lot of one-versers here. The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me, and whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. That's revival. That's revival. God being real to a person internally. 
Revival is not something that happens out here. It works its way out here where you feel it or there's a presence or whatever, but it always, always begins internally with people. John 11 and verse 39 in the Amplified also. And this was the time when Lazarus had passed and his sisters were with Jesus. And Jesus said, take away the stone. They had already buried him. Martha, the sister of the dead man, explained, exclaimed, but Lord, by this time he is decaying and throws off an offensive odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you and promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, have faith and trust in me, you will see the glory of God. What manifests the glory and the presence, the manifestation of God's nature happening in the earth? It's having faith in Him. He shows us what to do. We do it. It produces. Can you say amen? So, what I'm just bringing to you tonight, and probably I'm going to share some things along this on Sunday also, but I'm bringing this to you tonight. I'm bringing to you a challenge. Just close your eyes just for a moment. Just close your eyes. I want you to catch this challenge. It's very simple. But it has to be done His way. I'm challenging you, look at me, to create every day in your life, in your family, in your workplace, an expectation for the glory of God. Because when God is trusted then He's valued, and that means He can trust you, and the manifestation happens. The glory manifesting happens when we do what He says. The reason there's such a, like a new great awakening, I mean, have you seen in some of the countries, have you seen in Africa and in, in, uh, in uh, where did I see it? In the Philippines, oh my goodness, there were thousands, I, I think the, the last count was over 100,000 people in about a three-day period were baptized in the river. Things are happening everywhere, amen? And, and I want you to see being a part of and connected to Gates of the City, what our part has been in seeing this manifested, because it takes an expectation. These things don't just happen. Somebody's expecting it. Somebody's believing for it. And I'm not just talking about hoping that something will change. No, the presence of God manifesting on our behalf in everything that we do.
Can you say amen to that? I'm challenging you every day to create an expectation for more of God inside of you. Because when it happens in you, it'll happen in other places. Why can't something like what we're seeing here just as of late, why can't something like that happen in the marketplace? Maybe where you work. Maybe where you find yourself. Why can't something like that happen in different places? But, but not trying to copy what other people do, but being obedient to God, developing our faith and confidence in God like we do around here. Can you say amen to that? We do that around here and then just be open to be used by God for the manifestation to flow through you. If there weren't people inside the building at Asbury, there wouldn't have been any manifestation. It's about the people. Because what I just read in John 11, he said, did I not tell you and promise you, he's saying this to Mary and Martha, whoever else was standing around, did I not tell you and promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, you would see the glory of God? And they did and he did. And Lazarus was raised from the dead. Hmm? Probably an hour later was breaking bread with him at the table. Been fed, dead for four days, stinking. And then the glory of God. <clears throat> if God said that, and that will happen, that's what happens for us today. That's what's happening right now. How many believing for God's glory? Well, follow with me in these verses of Scripture. They're going to really encourage you. Numbers 14 and verse 21. But truly as I live, Moses said, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. All the earth. All the earth. From the top to the bottom, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. All the earth. Psalm 72 and 19. And blessed be His glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with His glory. Amen. And if they didn't get it, amen again. Right? So be it. What does that mean? If God said this is going to happen, this is happening. I don't know about you, but... In my lifetime, this is happening. It's happening now. It's going to continue to happen. God's presence making the difference. Not something manufactured, not something fake, not something worked up. Something that from the inside out is manifesting and affecting the lives of people everywhere. What will the presence of God do for your life? What will it do? Well, the presence of God is in you, right? The presence of God is in us. 
You can have supernatural experiences every time you choose to. Every time that a a song, like that song that we just sang, that last song we sang, you and I have the capabilities of drawing things out of what we're singing in, in, in a supernatural way that can affect your life. If you have that expectation, you're not just going through the motions of something. It takes you to do it. You have to purpose to do that. Habakkuk 2 in verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Whoo! The whole earth right now is being filled with the knowledge of God's presence. The knowledge of it. Is, is this thing real? One night I was, I was watching a little clip from the Asbury, and they, were, they were, had testimonies of some young people, and this one kid had driven with four or five other people from uh, another town about seven hours away. And he, he just said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he just said, somebody said, well, that's a long way to come, but he said, for the presence of the Lord. I mean, he said, I've just been saved a year and a half. I've heard of stories about things that have happened in the past And he said, could something like what's happened in the past happen now? God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not about who lived back then. You're here today. And I was so encouraged by that young guy. I mean, he drove for seven hours and he said, isn't it worth it? You know, what what he saw going on, I mean, it just, oof. It's here for you and me. I am so grateful that I never quit being faithful to God's Word. Because God's Word, see, when something like this happens, if you don't have the revelation of the Word, you could reject it, you could be jealous of it, you could turn it away, you could... You could call it something that it isn't, you know, be against it or whatever. But when you have the revelation of the Word and you see people, I mean, that things are happening in their lives because they need it, that the, the revelation that we have is that we can have that every day of our lives if we develop this expectation. And this thing, what's happened in the last few weeks or months even, it's happened in other places for a while, but what's happening in the earth is challenging us to know what we believe and apply it every day. My challenge to you is to have that expectation of the greater glory of God every day of your life. Because the glory, it's His presence. It's who He is. The glory is attached to His nature and how He, how he is. You, you can think of the names of God. He is... Jehovah Rapha, what? The God that healeth thee, right? He has healed us through Jesus Christ. But all the names of God are all wrapped up into the name of Jesus. Because what Jesus did has to do with everything that the names of God represent. 
He's given us joy. He's given us peace. He's given us prosperity, right? He's given us healing and health. He's our banner of victory of everything that we do, no matter what we face. Our expectation daily has to be of this glory manifesting now, right now. People are waiting on it manifesting through you. So, Pastor, how do we develop an expectation for something new? You know the best way? And I'll give you one word and then expound on it. But the best way to develop expectation for something new is rest. (laughs) Not entering into the labor of the Lord, entering into the rest of the Lord. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, right? Take it on you, let it be a part, let it teach you how to step into the rest, be who you are, and be the blessing you were created to be. That's why we're here. After every, all the dust has settled, you're here as a minister of reconciliation on the planet to see people reconciled to God. And without His presence and His glory, <laughs> kind of what we do matters about that much. But when we enter into His rest and we're recipients of His glory and we have the expectation of God on us and in us and coming through us and affecting the planet. Say this after me. I had somebody say this to me and had me repeat it years and years ago. So I want you to say this after me. If anything anything is happening on planet Earth, Earth, it's happening happening through me. Those are the kind of expectation. I'm not saying that in pride. You don't say that in pride. Pride will shut you down. You say that with expectation because God's saying that about you. You know what God's saying to us today? I need you to believe what He's saying. Meaning, you need to believe what I'm saying because what I'm saying, what He said, I'm just telling you what He said, He wants us to believe this. Isaiah 40 and verse 5, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken, and if God has spoken it, then it's so. You know how you kind of felt ah, about the middle of April 2020? Remember kind of how you felt like, I want the way it used to be. What's going to happen to us? You know, I mean, the the thoughts that people had to be, I mean, it's like, what's going on? And the thing that God said to me, because of what I had, I'm just talking about me, personally, you heard me say it, and I preached a lot on this, but what he said to me personally was, you're never going back to the way it was. Never. And things will get worse in the natural before they get better. 
And we've seen that happen, right? But all along the way, the glory of God is the one making the difference in everything that's going on. I'm just telling you right now, nothing is changing back to like it was. Everything is changing in line and in step with the glory of God, the presence of God, the nature of God, His way of thinking and operating. It's His kingdom that matters in the earth. And His kingdom is His way of thinking and doing and operating. That's what we're tapping into. We will not get away from that, no matter what happens. I don't care what anybody else says, does, or anything else. I don't care how bad it looks from one day to the next. We're connected to the glory, and we're staying with it. And there's manifestations happening throughout this land. And I'll just say this. One of the things that has to happen, like it did through COVID, I knew so many people that just caved during COVID in fear. I mean, in horrible fear. I was shocked at some of my whatever, acquaintances and friends and things that just caved during COVID. But what we've got to realize is we have to be open to anything. We'll do exactly what what God says. Actually, I'm going to say something about that in just a second, but I want to read a couple other verses. Exodus 29 and verse 43. And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. This is the book of Exodus. Children of Israel had come out of Egypt, they're in the wilderness. They're setting up camps, kind of, um, kind of makeshift tabernacles at the time until the building of the tabernacle that they had in the wilderness. But they had these makeshift places, and they were, they were tabernacle, and that's where the glory of God, and they had the Ark of the Covenant that they were taking with them. And, um, and in, in chapter 40... <clears throat> And verse 16, they're building the tabernacle in the wilderness, and God is telling them how to build. In that day, the building was about the natural building. Today, this is a building, but it's not so much about this building, it is about this building when we come here. Did you hear what I said? When we're here, this place is a holy place. But the building of this place, it's not so much about everything being in line like it was. You go back and read um, Exodus 40, and it talks about every single thing that God commanded Moses to do, and it says he did everything the Lord told him to do. But what matters now, and this is where I'm driving my point home tonight, what matters with us is how you build His house spiritually. 
for 34 years what we've taught at Gates of the City is truth that will disciple lives with the power of God's Word. We've taught throughout the 34 years how to hear the voice of God, be a doer of what you hear, and have expectation for manifestation. We've taught the importance of the Word of God and building a daily routine and having the confession of the Word renewing your mind so you change the way you think. It's that house that God is very specific about how it's built. It cannot be built on emotion. That house cannot be built on worship. It can't be built on prayer. It has to be built on the Word. Why? Because the Word is the chief cornerstone, and without that, all the other stuff becomes sinking sand. Listen to me. I'm going to read a scripture that supports this, and I'm all behind it, and that's what I'm telling you tonight. I'm all behind whatever God wants us to do in the part that we play. But it is not spiritual to have a long worship service and didn't have time for the preaching. I can't tell you the churches that believe that. If you come, every time you come here, you can be assured we will preach the Word. But, and especially now, and I'm assuring you of this, we enter into a worship service and God tells us to continue on, I promise you, I'm committed, we're going to do whatever God says. But it's works to try to create a presence from music. Because worship and music are two different things. Music is something that is done here, whatever you're playing or whatever, and singing. Worship is from the heart. You understand? You, you can have, you can have a, a big round tin. There was a, there was a, there was a Andy Griffith show. How many like Andy Griffith? Yeah, okay. I like Andy Griffith. There's an Andy Griffith show, and, there, and Andy's, Andy's playing a, either guitar, somebody's on a banjo, and another guy's on this. He's got this big stick with a, with a rope tied to a round wash tub. It's the Darlings. That's who it was. Yeah, the Darlings. And that thing was making some kind of... But man, those three together like that with, made that, that stick and a, and, a, and a string and a wash tub sound pretty good. So see, you don't ha- it doesn't have to be smoke and mirrors and, and, and everything perfect. How many likes perfect worship? I mean, how many, I, I do. I like music to be good. I want it to be good. I mean, if we're going to play, let's get as good as we can get. You understand what I'm saying? But we might be in here, and all of a sudden, Olivia's on the acoustic, and she's just playing, and we enter into just a song. And it's soft, and three hours later, we leave here being in the presence of God because we obeyed God and did what God wanted done, and from a song that was sung, the glory of the Lord manifested.
That's what we have to have. We're ready. We're primed for it. You understand? And our prayers for the nation and the world, I believe the nation and the world are primed for it. That's why things are happening. You're going to hear more of it. We're not going back. We're not going to have a three-week experience at a college and just let it fall. No. Not as long as I'm here. We're standing for it. People's lives, and, and people, everybody changes in different ways. Everybody gets touched in different ways. It doesn't have to be, you know, this cookie-cutter little way of things. God, God is really creative and does things in an amazing way. That's where, we're, that's where we're at right now, and that's where we're going, and nothing's stopping it. I'm just telling you right now, nothing. Not on one end or the other. Nothing is going to stop the real things of God, no matter how intense it appears to be, but nothing is going to stop the real stuff by having fake stuff. No. No, we've got the discernment now. The church has the discernment. The church sees what to do. So, Moses is building the tabernacle. Verse 16. Thus Moses did according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. Now, I'm just applying this to us at Gates of the City. So we've done what God told us to do. We've not altered or gotten away from what God put us here to do, right? To teach righteousness, to disciple lives with the power of God's Word, to teach people how valid and how important it is to have a daily routine of God's Word and that Word coming out of your mouth, going in your ears and renewing your mind and building your spirit, man. We've done the things and we will continue to do it and not stop. Because heaven and earth will pass away, but not His Word. <laughs> Experiences and meetings and revivals and this and all of it will pass away, but not the Word not the Word. And we've done what He told us to do. I'm, I'm just applying that to what Moses said He did. I'm just saying we've done the same thing. Whenever they went into the tabernacle of meeting and when they came near the altar, they washed as the Lord had commanded Moses. And He raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and he hung up the screen of the court gate. Verse 34, so Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. What's tied to the glory of the Lord filling the tabernacle? being obedient to do what God said do. You don't have to make it happen. You can enter into His rest. <laughs> Man, you can enter His rest and be a recipient of His glory because of your expectation for that manifestation. So the principle 
of the glory. God is telling us, do what I say and it'll happen. Simple principle for the glory. I've heard about the glory for my whole 45 years of salvation. I've heard about the glory. Heard about it. I've experienced it in different places time and time and time again. But most of where I've sensed the glory of God is where there was a hunger in the people. Because there has to be an expectation for it to flow. Can you say amen? My last passage, 2 Chronicles chapter 5. <clears throat> and there's a whole history behind this. In King David's day, it, this, at the writing of this, King David has already passed away. But in King David's day, one day he's seeing the temple and it's in a tent. And he's sitting in his palace in his gorgeous homes and he's going, wait a minute something wrong with this. Here I am in this, and God's house is in a tent? I mean, you know, in so many words, that's what he was saying. God's house is in a tent, and I'm living in this lavish palace? He said, that's got to change. So David set out to build a temple, a permanent temple, and God told him, no, no, you're not going to build it. Your son's going to build it, but you're going to finance it. And that's what he did. David financed it, and Solomon built it. And here in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, okay, so, so look at me for a moment, everybody. So, The presence and power of God is so strong on me right now, I feel like I could fall over. It's worked its way to my flesh where I have goosebumps all over my body right now. Why? Because of what's, what's stirring in me based on what I'm reading. Did you hear me? And, I mean, I'm receiving it right now, but I know I'm supposed to finish this passage. I could give in to my feeling and fall down on the floor, and we could just stay here, and whoever wanted to go home could go home. We've got to know what to do with it when it hits. It is so strong on me, in me, on me. It's, it's in me. But it's on me, but it's in me because of what I'm reading, and, and I've studied this. I, I, I've been on this for a while in things that I've been thanking God for on a day-to-day -day basis, and it's stirring in me right now, and it's so heavy I could like just kind of go to my knees. See, you can be in the presence of God, and you can have the feeling, and you can still talk. You can do anything God tells you to do. But... This passage is going to really get me. <laughs> uh, so David financed it. 
and Solomon built it. And the temple was the house of God. And Ephesians 1 says the house of God in the New Testament is the church, which is his body. You, me, us. Verse 11, and it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites, who were the singers, all those of those three guys and their sons and their brethren stood at the east end of the altar clothed in white linen having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. They had a brass section. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one. To make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. The house of God had been in a tent. And because of David's willingness to sacrifice, to prepare for it and Solomon's willingness to do what his dad said under the direction of God, they built this thing. The temptation in Solomon to not build that, to not waste the money and everything on something like that was there. But the desire to obey God was bigger. In 34 years that we've been here building this house, temptations to quit were overwhelming at times. I'm just being honest with you. I'm here fully sold out today, but at times, there were times to want to give up. Anybody ever wanted to give up? But I'm talking about, I'm talking about building this house. And this house that's been built, I mean, it empowers me and you every day if we obey it. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Some of the things I say over myself every day. But I've said those things over myself for almost 45 years. Built a house that you cannot talk me out of. They can come take me away. They can put me in prison. You know, they can do this, that, and I don't care. Nobody is going to get under my skin and get me in anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. I don't care. I'm not doing it. 
we built this house as Solomon built this house did it exactly the way God said to do it and it says they came together in one accord the singers and the musicians everybody in one accord they came together thanking the Lord praise it it says to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, He's good. So the, the reason that thing happened in Kentucky is because they just started talking about how good He was. And when that's in you and it begins to come out of you, it begins to affect things around you. We, we, we're difference makers. Everywhere we go, everything we do, we were created to make a difference. With being in one accord with the way the house was built, doing what you're instructed to do, talking about when the word is preached, when things are said, taking that personally, internally, and being willing to do what God wants done he said, they, they begin to declare, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house. Because they stayed with God's design you realize it was two generations to finish that temple <laughs> it was actually from the time that God spoke to David to the time that Solomon built that it was almost 50 years because God wanted it <laughs> they weren't going to just throw something up comes to building the house of God, you don't just throw something together. You don't just find a place and meet and try to do this and have all the programs. It's not all about that. It's about the Word first and everything else branches from the Word. Because without the Word, you can't know Him. And when you don't know Him, there's no glory. live this life without the glory? Come on. Right? No. No way. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. I'm, a, I'm at the gates of this city and every city of America because I speak over America every day. So many countries that I pray for every day speak over every day. Man, I'm at the gates. Not on my watch. I don't care what it looks like. We win. <laughs> we win. We win. And the glory belongs to us. It's in us. And it's working its way out of us and manifesting. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.